The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. There's an interesting line from the first reading, uh, which is, as it comes towards the end of that reading from the Book of Wisdom, where it says, they will be made holy, so they will be holy, who observe holy things in holiness. So those are made holy who treat holy things as holy things, that their disposition is to act towards holy things with holiness, and then they are made increasingly holy. It is to treat the things of God with all of the reverence that they deserve. And that's the beauty that we see in the leper that returns to Jesus Christ today. He treats what is holy with holiness. He falls on his knees before, the, uh, before Jesus. He falls on his knees at his feet to give him thanks, to give him praise, and to return to this one whom he now knows as holy, to return to him the holiness, the praise, and the adoration that is due to him. That all comes out in his thanksgiving that he gives to the Lord. There's an interesting insight. Uh, it's in Tertullian and it's in a few um, of the other fathers, which is they look at this scene in terms of the sacraments, the sacraments that cleanse the soul. And so we can look at it in that lens, um, and I think it's, it's, it's interesting to do so. So when we look through, we see that Jesus is passing between Samaria and Galilee. So it's the place, especially Galilee, where he's spent so much of his public life, so many miracles, so much preaching. And these lepers have obviously heard of Jesus. They know him when he is passing by, and they have been longing for an opportunity to be able to speak with him. They wouldn't have been able to approach him when all of the crowds and the multitudes were around him. They wouldn't have been able to approach him in the synagogue. They wouldn't have been able to come near to him because their disease kept them separate by the law. And so their disease, this leprosy, it not only kept them away from human society, it also kept them from the other important things of our life. One is specifically worship. They were no longer allowed, obviously, to enter the temple to give praise and worship to God. 
most especially, obviously, the Samaritan himself. But also they were not able to go even into the synagogues. And so they are kept separated from the worship of God. And this can be an image of what sin does in the interior. Leprosy itself, I mean, the, the, the sickness itself is such a, uh, if you will, a powerful uh, image of what happens in the interior when we sin. Leprosy in the flesh is when death begins to corrode the flesh of someone who is already living. And so the flesh begins to die, and the extremities, the fingers and the toes and everything begins to rot away. And so someone who is still living carries in their body the effects of death. And so also in our soul when we sin, even though we might still be alive, we carry within our soul this lingering death of sin that needs to be restored and healed and taken away by the Lord, by Christ himself. And so when these lepers then, when Jesus passes by, they cry out to him and they call for mercy. Just have mercy on us. And whenever we see a cry for mercy in the gospel, it always pulls the Lord's heart. He has always responded in the gospel to cries for mercy. Sometimes he might appear to resist like with the blind men, but he always responds. It's only to increase their faith that he sometimes delays the healing, but the healing always follows a cry for mercy. And so they say, have mercy on us. And he sees them. He turns and he looks at them. And his instruction is interesting. He says, go and show yourselves to the priest. This is normally what should happen after the healing has already taken place, which is that the priest can then do all of the investigations prescribed in the law to make sure that the disease is no longer present. And so the Lord, what he is saying here is that the healing is sure, basically. The healing is guaranteed. Go and show yourself to the priests. But it's also a powerful image of what confession is, right? The sacrament of confession, the sickness of the soul. Go and show yourself to the priests, those who are ministers of Christ's forgiveness, ministers of his precious blood for the cleansing of souls. Show the priests your interior, show them your sins, confess them. And then what happens is with that confession, with that showing to the priests, then there can be also the cleansing that is received. And so they go, and as they are going, uh, the Lord, what happens here, it says in the, in, the, in the Greek, is that they were cleansed specifically, not so necessarily healed, but the healing is implied. They are made clean. One of the effects of having leprosy is that by law you are unclean. Anyone who touches you is also made unclean. And it is this uncleanness that keeps them from the society of others and also from worship. But as they are going, they are cleansed. Not only is the leprosy taken from them, fully healed, the Lord doesn't simply stop the leprosy from, from constantly increasing and rotting away their flesh, but restored. Imagine the power of that miracle. Some of these lepers who had been lepers for a long time, obviously losing probably all of their fingers, all of their toes, things that had rotted away, and then as they walk, these things are restored. These things simply grow back. The flesh is restored like new. The power of that healing, knowing that they have been healed by Christ. 
But then the sadness, there's only one of them that returns giving praise to God. And so also in the interior life, when we are forgiven by Christ, when we are washed clean of our sins, this is for another purpose as well. This is not the end. This is only the beginning. To be washed from sin and filled with grace is the beginning of the interior life, the beginning of the spiritual life with God. And it is towards him himself that we must then be oriented. And so even in the Catechism of the Church, when it speaks of the sacraments, it speaks of the Blessed Sacrament as the most blessed sacrament because it is the sacrament which gives all of the other sacraments their power and which all of the other sacraments are oriented towards because it is Christ himself, the source of grace, but also the end of our entire existence, the reason of our life and the one whom we are called to, to be united with. And so after we receive that forgiveness of Christ, after we receive that interior healing, that being washed clean from the leprosy of sin, if you will, it is then for us to return to the one who has healed us, Christ himself in the Eucharist, to receive him in Holy Communion, but to fall on our knees before him in adoration and thanks for the wonders that he has done in us, this wonderful work of his sanctification, we should respond with gratitude and with praise. The word used here when this leper returns to Jesus to give him thanks in the Greek is eucharisteo. It's where we get the word for the Eucharist, to give thanks, thanksgiving. And so also when we come to the Mass, it is not only to receive from the outpouring and increasing graces that Christ floods us with from his presence here in our midst, but also to return some of that praise, some of that thanks. As it says in the first reading today, to observe holy things in holiness, to give to holy things the holiness that they deserve, the praise that they deserve. And so most especially in our, in our life, it is to come to the holiest thing, the most blessed sacrament, which is not a thing but a person, Jesus Christ himself in our midst, and to return to him the adoration and the praise that is due to him for the work of sanctification that he has done in our souls and also that he has done in others. And sometimes we will also have to give thanks on behalf of others, the other nine who do not return to give thanks to the Lord. We pray that their hearts will be changed and so that the Lord in the blessed sacrament here with us will receive an ever-increasing number um, of people coming to adore him and that we ourselves will adore him with all of our hearts and give him the praise that is due. Amen.